Welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. Today we're talking about your finances. That's right. We're talking about what you need to do to run your business effectively. Now, if you don't have a CFO, you really want to listen to this show because we're going to share with you what a CFO could do for your business. If you do have a CFO, you want to listen to this show because you want to make sure your CFO is doing what he or she should be doing. And if you're thinking about bringing someone in to do some project accounting work, we're going to talk about what type of project accounting work it makes sense to outsource and what types of stuff you just need to do in-house. I've got the perfect person to discuss all of this with us today. His name is Carlos Sava. He's a principal and CFO with Pro CFO Partners. So join me in welcoming Carlos to the Inside BS Show. Hey now, Carlos, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. I hope I can live up to that introduction. Thanks, Dave. Well, I'm sure you can because the introduction was way below what your capabilities are. Let's start, Carlos, with you telling us, like, did you, were you like a little baby CFO running around your house with a, with a spreadsheet with debits and credits? How did you become an outsourced or a, or a, a CFO for hire? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I definitely had a financial calculator at an, at an early age, but did not expect to be a, a CFO uh, since pre-K. Um, my career is a little bit, little bit different to get to the CFO chair than some others. I think the more typical route is to graduate from university with an accounting degree, go into public accounting as, a, as an auditor, let's say, then move to industry and work within a business, uh, possibly in an FP&A role or controllership, and then through through seniority re- reach the CFO chair. I began, uh, began on the transaction side. I began uh, as an investment banker, understanding companies and, and deals, uh, selling companies, raising money for companies, and, and understanding what they were worth. Moved to the investing side where I researched companies and, and made investments in them, and then ultimately have, have taken that perspective and that lens of understanding what businesses are worth to now being in a position where I can work within them and ultimately make them worth more. Okay, and that's, you know, that's a great perspective to have, and it's really, uh, for me, I think, you bring something unique to this to the table when it comes to a fractional CFO in that you still work in the uh, in the capital management world. You still you still help firms raise money, correct? So yes and no. Uh, it's a different role that we're going to be able to play. Um, we're still going to work with the intermediaries that I used to be, but now I can understand what they're looking for and what they need to get that process done as the as the CFO. Um, so I can be a lot more additive and, and constructive in that process and partnering up when businesses are looking for, for capital and, and I can um, help steer that need from within the business now. So is that is that a competitive advantage for you that you can come into a company that's looking for more capital and they can they can maybe bring you in maybe six months before they're ready to go out to the market to try and raise capital and you can kind of look under the hood and fix whatever needs to be fixed before anybody has to see their financials. A hundred and ten percent, Dave. You, you, you got it. Um, with the businesses and the size of companies that we're talking about, generally between five and fifty, five and a hundred million dollars or so in revenue, 
processes are still being developed, the quality of, of information and the rigor that's needed to make it through due diligence for any type of transaction from a very serious lending relationship to raising capital to, to even a sale. Um, those companies are often Ill, ill-prepared to make it through that process. And that that's one of the major uh, attributes and, and advantages that I can bring in those situations is I know what it's going to take to get through it and I can prepare the company and get them in a position to withstand that scrutiny, which is really what it what it is. It's scrutiny. Okay, so take us back to the beginning. What's the difference between an interim CFO, a financial consultant, and a fractional CFO? Is there is there a difference among the three? Big, big differences. Um, so interim is really about a, a bridge. There can be a situation where, God forbid, a, a situation where a, a CEO dies unexpectedly or is having a, a health problem. And there's a short period of time that somebody needs to be at the financial helm to get over that bridge. And then ultimately another full-time person is going to be put in, hired, retained. That's interim work. Uh, that can be anywhere from one month to, to six months. That's not our, our specialty. Uh, financial consultants are often going to be giving recommendations that other people have to implement. That only gets you so far as well. So the the great thing that I get to do as a as a fractional CFO is I get to be there part of the time, focus on what's really important. I'll probably come up with most, if not more, than the recommendations that the financial consultant would make. But while the consultant's gonna give you a a, a nice glossy report and say send you on your way. I get to generate that report or those recommendations and then carry them through to make sure that they're, that they're done. And that can often be the, the hardest part is implementing those key decisions inside the company. So let's, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So who do you need to work with? Who do you need to connect with? Who do you need to partner with internally and maybe even externally in order to help those companies, in order to make those things that you've uncovered actually better or make certain things happen? Yeah, internally, pretty much everybody senior is somebody that I want to be working with on the leadership team across functional areas. Um, depending on the size of the organization, some of those functional areas might even be reporting into me. Um, obviously, it's going to start with the numbers, but my purview can extend to insurance, HR, IT, facilities, legal, and, and even into some operational roles or, or even sales and sales and marketing. Um, so that's everybody internally. And, and if there's not a cohesive um, way to work together and, and share information between departments, it, it's really hard for me to make recommendations if I don't understand and I can't work with those uh, department leaders to affect change. Externally, any, any other fractional professional, and, and that term is getting uh, used more and more from fractional chief marketing officers, fractional general counsels, um, fractional IT. So those resources are also also great and sort of straddle that in in the company outside outside the company role. And then truly outside the company, we work very well with lenders 
Um, they need to have comfort that the information they're getting uh, about the company's finances can be can be relied upon. So lenders have been a, a great referral partner to introduce me and, and pro CFO partners to businesses so that they can get what, what they need in their credit relationship. Uh, and also worked very well with accountants, especially those that focus on taxes or, or audits that aren't there to do the day-to-day decisions, day-to-day run run the company with with owners. Okay, so let's talk about fractional CFO. Does that mean that, uh, you know, if, you br- if I bring you into my company, you and I talk and you say, all right, Dave, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up on site you know, Tuesday of each week, and then I'm going to work on your stuff on Thursdays of each week, but I'm going to work from my own location. Um, I will come to your staff meeting the third Wednesday of every month. Like, how do you, how does it, you know, how does it work? And do you, how does the schedule, how is the schedule set? It all, it all depends what the company's current operating cadence is and what's, what's necessary. We are going to be involved. Uh, we're going to be intimately involved. If there's a senior staff meeting or leadership team meeting that's happening, we're going to be there. Um, we can work with your cadence. Sometimes it, it might mean rescheduling and, and moving it around so we can we can participate because we are involved with a, a few different businesses at one time. But the importance of that type of meeting is something that we're going to make sure we're, we're a part of. I like what you described, and, and you must know how I break up my days. Because if we're involved with a, a client on what we'll call X many days per month, I like breaking it up into half days because, like you said, you want that cadence. And if I come in and I review some, some information and I see some things that I want changed or some things that need to get updated and so, and so on, I don't want to wait a full week or a full two weeks to get, to get that back. So if I've got that every other day half day cadence i reviewed something on tuesday i'm back on thursday afternoon let's go over it let's improve it let's refine it and then let's make a decision on it so given what we've been through the last couple of years with the covid-19 pandemic are you finding more of your work more of your interaction with companies is remote i would imagine you but probably pre-pandemic on site was probably the norm how is it how how does it work now? Can you do some distance stuff? Like if you're in Chicago, can you work with a company in Indiana where you only show up on site once a month and you you work remote most of the time? Explain to folks how you how you handle that sort of thing. Sure. So, I would say absolutely that's something that we had to adapt to in the in the pandemic. Uh, I'm fortunate that I work with a few businesses that are in essential services and food. So, Throughout this period, I've continued to be on site and work with their teams, obviously following safety protocols and and steps that are necessary to be be safe in the in the environment. Um, when we first started Pro CFO Partners two years ago, and have since grown to more than twenty five CFOs, I would have said a hundred percent of our relationships are going to be in our local local market within fifty miles or so driving from where the CFO lives. Uh, right now, about 30% of our relationships are outside of those markets. So businesses have evolved. We've been able to 
evolve and adapt to the marketplace and their needs and form relationships outside of our our core geographies. The key and the business owners will tell you is them having the infrastructure, the the resources and the culture so that people are working well together remotely and using tools like Slack and Zoom and and everything else that um, is now so consistent and common in our everyday uh, workflow, um, as long as that's there, we, we believe we can still be effective. Okay, Carlos. So I want you to, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to take a minute and think about it. Um, what are, what are CFO, uh, what are CEOs, excuse me, what are CEOs missing when it comes to their financials? What do you wish they knew? What do you wish they were doing? And these could be CEOs that you are not working with or CEOs that you want to work with in the future. So what do you wish they would spend more time focused on? I want you to answer that in just one minute. I need to remind folks that we are brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. For over 35 years, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has provided expert client service to people all over the United States. Now, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're an accounting firm, but they're different than your average accounting firm. They focus on a handful of things that are really important to a very specific segment of the business world. So I want you to think about business valuations. If you are in the middle of a contentious litigation matter, so you're listening to the show today and you're an attorney, you're a litigator, and there's a dispute about what a business is worth or what some aspects of a business are are worth, like intellectual property, for example, you need to bring in an expert to value that intellectual property or to value that aspect of the business. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has done this for over three decades. So, If you're an attorney and you have something in your litigation practice right now that requires valuation work, Sandrowski can help you there. And if you need litigation support, so let's say behind the scenes, you need someone to help you interpret financial documents. And then maybe there's an issue and you need somebody to testify about the documents they just interpreted. Sandrowski has been doing that for over three decades as well. And they're so good at this. They have experts that can take complex financial information and break it down so that it's easy to understand. And I'm gonna say this really quietly. They can do it so that even a judge will get it. That's right. They can do the the breakdown in language that everybody will be able to understand. They can review the exhibits and help you shape the exhibits so that you can make a compelling case. If you need help with this sort of thing, I want you to reach out to my friends at Sandrowski Corporate Advisors today, and you can do so by calling 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by by my revenue roadmap guide. I spend my days when I'm not interviewing fantastic experts like Carlos Sava, I spend my days working with people just like you to help you grow your business. And I immediately, upon a client engaging me, give them my revenue roadmap guide. You see, it's a business development model that they can use to build their book of business. And then I sit down with my clients, we review the revenue roadmap guide, and we plug in their strengths. We plug in the things they like to do into the revenue roadmap guide, and we develop a business plan for them. 
you can have my revenue roadmap guide for free. That's right. I'm giving it to you for free as a way to say thank you for watching the show, for listening to the show. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info there. You can download this business development plan that will help you grow your book of business. You can customize it for yourself. I customize it for my clients. You can do this for yourself. revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info. Get this free gift from me today. All right, Carlos, before we took that quick break, I asked you a question. I, I want to know what you wish CEOs would focus on or what they're not focusing on now that they should be focusing on related to the work that you do. So here's what I focus on and when I need the CEO's support to affect change and, and make something more sustainable. We spend a lot of time focused on financials. People, people want businesses to be more profitable very easily understood. People spend a lot of time thinking about strategic decisions and what industry they should expand to next. But in between these two is a layer that I term infrastructure that includes business processes so that they're consistent, so that they're scalable, so that you can have a business that's currently doing $5 million in revenue and it can grow to 10 and 20 and 30 without going through significant growing pains. To do that, you're going to develop infrastructure and processes and a consistency for that business to scale. The more owners understand and focus and support that layer developing, and that layer can be really complex because it's going to include things like the people, the culture, discipline, um, that's when the businesses really are going to have the greatest amount of success in their scaling and in their growth. Okay, so give us kind of a an off-the-cuff, back-of-the-envelope checklist, if you will, for things that someone needs to have in place before, you know, Carlos or before uh, pro CFO partners can come in and help them. What are, what are some of the things that you want to see the business owner or the CEO get ready before you show up? So we need owners that want to take a vacation. And if they currently can't, that's a good indicator that we, we can be helpful. The business needs to be strong enough to operate on its own without an owner there consistently involved. If a business can't take a if a business can't continue because an owner's on vacation, especially if it's just a week or so, that's a problem. That relates right back to that last question we talked about of having processes, having a culture, having things that are are running consistently. So, I wouldn't say that the that the process has to be in place before we get involved. We need an owner that wants to have that in place. And some owners aren't, aren't ready for that. They are so tied into their, their business. They um, are, are just innately part of it and can't pull back. And that's going to be a, a problem to affect the change we want. Okay. So along those lines, then I, I appreciate you saying that along those lines, who's an ideal client for you? What is the, what is the profile? So we have a lot of people who are listening who, you know, they're, they're thinking to themselves, Oh, I got like maybe 10 or 15 people I know that could benefit from this service. Narrow it down for those people. Who's the ideal person or the ideal company for you to come in and help? Sure. So our, our two largest markets are Chicago and, and New York. 
that would certainly help. But as we mentioned, we do have relationships outside of, of these two markets. There's 25 of us. So industry-wise, we cover the, the gamut. My, my expertise is going to be with technology companies, business services companies, and as I mentioned, I've got a, a niche in, in food. The, those are the businesses that I feel that I can help the best. Thankfully, we've got a, a deep bench with all sorts of uh, industry background and, and problem-solving expertise for whatever uh, challenge the business is currently facing, from cash flow problems to planning problems to systems problems. Um, so uh, overall, that mid-size area, we, we can't help businesses that are too too small yet, and it's tough for us to help businesses that are too large. They, they need somebody there 100% of the time. So as long as you're in that revenue range of approximately 5 to $100 million or so, we, we feel comfortable that we can um, offer a, a, a solution and, and a team member that can be involved in the company. All right. And you also bring with you your in your toolkit a bunch of relationships that could be that could be helpful for these business owners too. Let's talk about that real quick. So who else who else do you need to uh, meet or who else who's listening to this could be a good strategic alliance partner for you, either from the standpoint of somebody who could pass you referrals, right? Or someone who you could, you know, work with to come in to help with, uh, you know, establishing a line of credit maybe, or, you know, getting in and doing some of the nuts and bolts of bookkeeping, that sort of thing. Who do you want listening to this to reach out to you, either from, you know, from that standpoint or from the standpoint of people who are ideal for referring you business? Sure. So, as I mentioned, given the the multitude of hats and departments and functional areas, um, we need great relationships with insurance brokers and firms, both benefits and and PNC, uh, accounting firms, so that firms can get audits and and other periodic uh, reporting and, and compliance things done. Banking relationships, investment relationships. Um, IT relationships re- recently helped a, a business uh, change MSP providers so they have the, the best IT infrastructure that can support their growth. Um, so we work with uh, a wide range of professionals um, in these companies. Okay, great. So if you're in any of those services that Carlos mentioned, you can reach out to him and he, you know, he may be a good referral source for you. Of course, that's a two-way street. He's going to, you know, he's going to handle anybody you send to him as if they're a member of his family. He's going to take really good care of them as well. So Carlos, who's not a good client for you? You mentioned too small, you mentioned too big. Are there, are there other types of clients, like, for example, I don't know, cryptocurrency, you know, businesses that aren't a good fit? What types of clients aren't a good fit for, for you? No, we, we, so actually we have a relationship with a company that's in the NFT space, so that's tied very much to, to cryptocurrency. They're in a, a great niche um, within that NFT, NFT market, so we're, we're comfortable in a lot of industries i'd say the other challenge that we run to is really just cultural of a lot of businesses say they want to change and when it comes time for recommendations and action to be made on those recommendations we get we get pushed back to to change and that that makes it really hard okay 
And now help us understand, there's two, there's two things I, w- I want you to help us understand. First, how you work with the current, let's say they, they, the, the business uses an outsourced accounting uh, firm, right? Or a bookkeeping firm or something. How does, how, does, how does your role interact with those folks? Sure. So I'm, I'm working in a business right now that has an outsourced uh, bookkeeper and it is part of a, a major uh, accounting firm. They're handling transactions. They're handling a receipt of cash that hit the bank account, making sure it's credited to the right customer, marking a, an account receivable as received. It, it's very transactional. I'm working at a strategic level. I need the information that they are um, have a hand in processing, entering, coding, but I want to take that revenue allocation transaction and put that into the context of here's all of our revenue here's all of our receivables what do we need to focus on as a company for the next quarter next year and the next three years okay carlos so now the the last thing i need you to to address for us for my audience for me talk about the you know working with competitors right you have you mentioned you have a, there's a number of folks who work for your company if you're working with a furniture company in chicago you're not going to work with one of the competitors another furniture company in chicago right how does your company address that specifically sure so mo- most of us in the, within the practice are cpas so by nature we do have a a level of confidentiality that we need to um adhere to and protect so that we would not have a a conflict of interest. Um, I don't think that we've been in a situation yet where we had two CFOs working in absolutely directly competitive businesses, but as we grow, that that will inevitably, inevitably happen. And I think the the biggest part is probably culturally within us as pro CFO partners, while we are a firm and we, we like the other 25 colleagues that we have within the firm, we also very much feel part of the businesses that we're working with. These are, I, I don't use the word clients, I use the word relationships. Um, so we are within these companies, that's where our uh, allegiance is going to fall to first and foremost. Okay, Carlos, now I'm going to give you another minute to think about something. I want you to think about three things that folks who are who are listening to the show today should take away from our time together. I'm going to give you a minute to think about that as I remind folks once again that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. We talked earlier about Sandrowski's role in the litigation process when it comes to litigation support, when it comes to business valuation. There's another time when you can get Sandrowski involved that's not as contentious. Let's say your firm is going out and you want to acquire someone else, maybe a complimentary business or maybe even a competitor. And it's a friendly acquisition and they've given you their financials and you want a thorough analysis done. You want to figure out specifically what your business is going to look like once the two companies are integrated. You want to figure out when you're going to start making money, when you're going to break even from this acquisition. Sandrowski can help you in three different ways in this scenario. The first thing they can do, they can do an analysis on the company you're looking to acquire, and they can tell you whether it makes sense 
from a financial standpoint for you to acquire that business or not. Then they can dig into the numbers and look at the specific segments or the specific sectors that you're focused on with this acquisition, and they can give you a projection as to when you're going to break even. The third thing they can do, and this is really helpful, is they have the potential to identify redundancy, and they can make recommendations based on what they see in the other company and what they see in your company from a financial perspective, and you can potentially save a ton of money and more profit will fall to the bottom line as a result because Sundrowski will come in and they'll say listen we see their manufacturing capability here your manufacturing capability over here they have a lot of slack in their manufacturing capability so they can pick up all the overtime that you're currently doing you can save all that money and that will fall to the bottom line these are just a few of the things that Sundrowski can help you with when it comes to looking at prospective businesses in an acquisition setting. They do this and a lot more. If you want to find out how Sandrowski can help you with things just like this, reach out to them. Give them a call at 866-717-1607. 866-717-1607. My friends at Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. Remember also, if you haven't already, I need you to go to Revenue Roadmap Guide, enter your contact info, and download your free gift from me. This is your business development guide. It'll help you grow your book of business. It's the same one I use with my clients. You can customize your business development plan using this framework, using this template. Go out and get it today, revenueroadmapguide.com. And we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching the show. All right, Carlos, what are the three things that folks should take away from our time together today? Great. So I'm going to again hit the importance of of processes that I I think we covered in in great detail. Secondly, wouldn't it be great if you're a CEO and you can make decisions based on data and information and not just continuing to go by the feel of your your gut? Having information to make a decision uh, is absolutely a better way to run a business than constantly just guessing and, and feeling your way through the dark. And then lastly, I'd say business needs an element of fun. Um, And if you're a a business owner and you're not having fun with your business, you're not excited about it, um, you're having issues worried about cash flow or or things like that, um, look, this isn't isn't a party. It's going to be hard work. But there should be some level of enjoyment and gratification that owners and team members have when they are at work together. And we're not going to turn it into a, a... too much of a party, but there needs to be an element of fun and taking that stress out of it. And unfortunately, a lot of small and mid-sized business owners are, are too often feeling stressed instead of uh, enjoyment and, and fun and productivity and productive. All right. So fun with numbers. I like the way you think, Carlos Sava. Here's where you can reach Carlos. If you want some help with your with your financial situation, you need someone to come in and help you with your business strategy and do it in a way that's informed from a financial perspective. You can reach out to Carlos by calling him at 608-338-5112. We're going to put all of his contact information down in the show notes, his email address, the website where you can read more about Pro CFO Partners, and his LinkedIn page where you can connect with him on LinkedIn. Carlos, it's been a pleasure having you. Thanks for joining us today. I I enjoyed it too. Thanks so much, Dave, for having me on. I appreciate this conversation and the content you share for, for business owners. 
Thank you, Carlos. Well, thank you as well for listening. That'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another great show for you. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.